Hi, Felicity here, and you're listening to the All D20 Podcast. Hi, my name is Felicity Musso, and I play Camly Tonkbite. Hi, I'm Jeremy Bohan, and I play Musical Cooks, or Miles for short. Hi, my name is Carl, and I play Nine. Well met. I'm Joshua Deveni, and I play Boven Hoofmeyer. Hi, I'm Joseph Musso, your Dungeon Master, and welcome to Season 2 of Avlonia and the All D20 Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Game on, and now, let the adventure begin. Hi, Felicity here, and this episode is brought to you by our patrons and the Tabletop Game Shop. Don't forget to leave a review on your favorite listening platform and check out alld20.com for more information about being a patron, buying merch, or just to listen to the show. Last time on Aldi 20. After discussing what to do about Miles's betrayals, Nine and I decided to take his babies as ransom until he agreed to never do it again. Executing our plan was going swimmingly. While Nine distracted Miles, I melded into shadows snuck in the room, cut open his bag, and started collecting the eggs. At one point, I thought I'd be discovered when I tugged a little too hard on the bag as I pulled an egg out, so I snuck out of the room quickly, which resulted in the remaining eggs tumbling out all over the floor. Luckily, Miles thought something in Nine's room had caught on his bag and ripped it, but unfortunately, the success of this deception made me feel like nothing could stop me, so I headed back in to take more eggs, but I was caught. Needless to say, Miles wasn't too happy. And although he agreed to never betray the party again, so he gave the eggs back, it wasn't long until I saw these scary looking tendrils appear out of nowhere. They wrapped around me painfully. And the last thing I remember is the icky walls of a cocoon surrounding me. Then I went unconscious. If Miles didn't do this out of anger, it's quite a coincidence, don't you think? If you have any healing potions, I could use a little help here. Otherwise, let's see what happens next. Miles, you're somewhere else. You're in a deep, comfortable, cold sleep, drifting into an ever cascade of darkness and life and death and energy and rebirth over and over and over and over. For the first time in a long time, you feel comfortable, quiet, calm, serene, no longer needing to be in control of your faculties. But you see eyes not of your own, of what is unfolding around you. You see yourself or something that resembles yourself coming closer and closer to a body, this cocooned body. You almost recognize it, but not quite. And as you get closer, you get hungry. So, so hungry. Nine, these tendrils are wrapping around you and you just see this dripping venomous pincers of what is some sort of creature that you've never seen before, reaching down and about to snuff the life of your little friend. What do you do? Interesting. Gerald, please remove all enemies from this manor. What enemies do we have? Oh, that, okay. 
Gerald snaps his fingers, and Miles is whisked out of the manor. The cocoon is still around, Camley. I'll reach down and start pulling it apart to try to expose Camley. Need you to roll a constitution saving throw for me. 14. All right, you take uh, five necrotic damage as you're pulling apart this cocoon of strange wonder. You eventually do break her out, and you can see that Camley is not breathing. Torque, can you resuscitate? And I'll start pressing on Torque and realize that it's not working. So I will try my best to... Like, I've seen people try to repair other humans, try to heal other humans, so I'll try my best. I'll, like, push on her chest and kind of shake check. her a little bit. I don't really know what the heck I'm doing. But 20. Natural 20? No, dirty 20. Oh, dirty 20? Yeah, you seem to remember your stint with the dwarves that when a dwarf was no longer moving and breathing, that if you pushed on the chest in a rhythmic pattern, that you can actually mimic what the heartbeat of these humanoids feel. And you just start doing it over and over and over. And eventually, you hear a little cough. Kemley, are you oh. okay? Oh, my chest hurts. My apologies. I have resuscitated you. Oh, thank you. What happened? I am uncertain. It appears an enemy has made its way into the manor. I've had it removed. Oh, thank you. And she stands up, kind of rubs her eyes, and kind of collects herself. Um, that enemy was, um, your friend. My friend? Who, yeah. Whom are you referring Miles. What? Miles. Thought he said he promised he'd never do that. Interesting. Has he betrayed us again so quickly? It seems so. Well, I mean, betrayed is a strong word. That I mean, it was the body of Miles, but that really wasn't Miles. That was, remember when I was saying that the trident was evil and you guys should probably get rid of it. And, you know, I don't know if it was really a good idea for it to be in the manor. Well, guess what? The trident's evil. You should have got rid of it, and it shouldn't have been in the manor. Understood. I do not think Miles is very cooperative. He would never surrender the trident. Well, I mean, that's between you guys. That's not really anything that I can help you with. I mean, I'm just a lowly servant here in this manor. Wait, where's Bovin? Bovin is wrapped up in a cocoon. <laughs> Camley's running towards his room because that's where he was, right? Yeah. yeah. Sleeping. So you, you see this cocoon of black necrotic energy wrapped around half of Bovin while Bovin is uh, salt licking his cotton candy cot. Still uh, fast asleep. Fast asleep, yeah. <laughs> Chickens. I'll follow behind her. Camley, do not touch that. It will oh. cause you damage. Camley was just reaching for it when he said that. Okay. Use this instead. I'll hand her a, a small work knife. I could maybe use my mage hand too. Good idea. So I'm gonna send my mage hand with the with the knife. <laughs> so, Bowen, you wake up and now there's this mage hand, this actual invisible hand, this knife floating out toward you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just to, I'm just... Wait, wait, Bowen, it's here to help. <laughs> just sprawl out and. Just like freak out, get up as fast as if I can. I don't know. Yeah, well, you try to get up and you, you, have, you have your torso, have your body is covered in this necrotic cocoon. So you just kind of like flounder and, and kind of fall and do kind of a worm. 
<laughs> you know, like you, you know how like cats get stuck like something on their foot and they freak out. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Trying to, I'm, I'll try to break it if if I can. Oh yeah, you can break it. Yeah, uh, you will take a little necrotic damage. Uh, give me a Constitution save. Okay. Still not bad. Sixteen. Yeah. So you you take like three necrotic damage. I'm still very injured. <laughs> so. <laughs> But now, and as soon as you rip it away, it's almost like that energy was keeping itself alive by being attached to you. It just kind of turns into a black ichor goo. What was that? It's from Miles. He's gone. He betrayed us. Why is there a knife floating towards me? The knife is still above you. <laughs> I, your mage hand is invisible too, right? It yep. is. <laughs> I, I call, come here. I call it back and I... Give the knife. Here, take your knife back. We freaked him out. Thank you. Bovin, Miles has been possessed. He is not currently evil. Possessed by what? The trident. Uh, His pitchfork? Yes, that object. Where is he? I have expelled him from the manor for the time being. He knocked me out. Oh. Nine saved me. Well, he shouldn't be out there all alone. I do not suggest that you try to retrieve him. Uh, I will trust your judgment, but... We are very injured. He is our friend. I agree, but we are injured and we cannot do anything to help him in our current state. Why did he do this? Why did he get expelled from the manor? What what caused this to him to be like this? I don't know. The trident did. But did the trident take him over or did he allow it? Hmm. Did you... He's a pretty strong spellcaster. He doesn't seem like someone that would just get angry easily. Did something happen? He did not get angry. He was possessed by the trident. Well, he was a little angry with us overtaking his babies. You... Oh, oh. oh. Nine will put his <laughs> hand up to his mouth and make the shushing motion. No, oh, sorry. Uh, you, the, I'm sorry. What? No, the... the, the Can I roll an insight check? When I was was knocked out, it got me a little flustered. I don't know what I'm thinking. Can I roll deception? (laughs) You can deceive deceive an insight. That's fine. Come on. Oh, my God. My insight's not great, though. 18. (laughs) 11. (laughs) Believer. (laughs) All right. It didn't take his babies. I don't know. Oh, my chest hurts. Never mind me. I mean, that would be the only thing that would really make him mad, right? Right. Well, a lot of things. Look how he reacted when I wouldn't I mean, if eat the cupcakes. Did that'd be really mean? I don't know why you really would try to take someone's kids. That's just neither do I. That's just awful. You know. <sighs> Glad no one's like that. Can in you our imagine party. if someone took your kids? You <laughs> I know? know. Yeah. Well, that'd be really bad. You. <laughs> yeah, my gold is my children, but I I hear you. Your little sprinkles just gone. <laughs> Excuse you know? me. We have bigger priorities than discussing children. <laughs> Camly looks relieved that Nine stepped in. <laughs> so, what do we do then? Um, there's some strange rocks and a broken uh, satchel that's sitting in the middle of the living room. Is, does that belong to anyone? I'll go investigate. Yeah, so find the satchel that Miles had on his back, ripped to pieces, and rocks or his petrified babies are scattered all throughout the manor. Kemley, Bovin. During my investigation, I've uncovered some clues. It appears that during Miles' possession, he's abandoned all worldly possessions, like his babies. <gasps> oh, oh he wouldn't do that by choice? Well, I did think of 
an upside to this. If he's outside, he's killing all the chickens for us. It appears he ripped his satchel and threw his children all over the room. It's quite unusual. Maybe to protect them. Like a mother protects her young, I suppose. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to care for him if he was possessed. That's a good idea. So good thinking. We should yes. keep track of them and protect them. Yes, Bobin. Please retrieve all Definitely the eggs. Definitely not steal them from him. Please retrieve the eggs. No. I pick up the sack. I'm going to very gently try to pick up the sack of eggs. And- well, the sacks. Well, the, the sacks ripped open. There's like here, all, put- they're all over the place. They're like scattered everywhere. Oh. Here, put them in here. A couple of them are crushed. And Camly opens up her, her bag of holding. You want to put them in there? Well, yeah. How else are we going to carry well, them? I guess they they're don't heavy. need to breathe because they're rocks now. But what if they come to life in your bag? I don't think that they would. Will they just fly? Oh, they'll probably just fly out, I guess. And just pick them all up, scoop them up, and put them in there. So about 30 minutes goes by, and you eventually collect Ooh, all the unbroken ones. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's about 15 broken, smashed rocks. We should do something... These the young ones that have died. What? I sit down with all the ones that are that are dead, and I I whisper a prayer to Amir. Okay. Um, just greeting them to the afterlife that nature takes its toll, and no yeah. response from the rocks. Yeah, figured. <laughs> I'll sweep them up and put them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I'm kidding. I don't do anything. <laughs> Maybe we could um. Are there any plants in here? Do we have any? No. No. No, no plants at all. Okay. Well, I am quite damaged. I need to prepare myself. Me too. Yeah, we didn't have a full rest, right? No. We were that's right. Nope. This happened before you guys got a chance to sleep. Well, I mean we we do need to rest. <laughs> Should we peek our heads out just to see if he's okay? Yes, Bovin. Please peek your head out. I don't like it. <laughs> <at all. laughs> Radisker. <laughs> Are you there, my little friend? No. There's no answer, no response. <laughs> I reach in there. Hey, what are you doing in there? You get a little. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I need your help, Radisker. <laughs> you hear a locking sound in your beard. <laughs> There's like. Four or five locks that you hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So I, I guess I suppose we should rest on it. You're not going to look out? Radisker just bit me. <laughs> my, I'm bleeding profusely from my finger right now. <laughs> need to take care of this. Gerald, are you able to observe what is happening outside? Uh, unfortunately, um, my limitations are only within the manor. I mean, I would love to be able to go outside. I hope one day I could actually escape this prison. But until then, now I'm sorry I can't. It appears we have no choice. I'll go to the door and just peep out the smallest little crack. And all you see is what appears to be like a thick cocoon, and it's like pulsating, covering the outside of the door. Also, I can't see anything except... No, it's like a thick, membranous, pulsating cocoon thing. Do you see the chickens? It appears we are surrounded by another cocoon, similar to the ones you were captured in. How big is it? It is quite large, large enough to cover the entire door. Oh. Mm. 
Well, what should we do? You think Miles is inside that cocoon? Can't speak. Well, how what did you, you just drop, Nine? Your your workshop is falling apart. Yes, I need to repair myself and the workshop and Torque. I have a long list of things I need to complete. So it sounds like we should rest before we we go out there because we already saw what those cocoons do if you open it. True. Should we leave some water out there in case he gets thirsty? It's really dry. No. I'll just walk away when Bovin says that. I'll walk to my workshop and start get to work. I mean, Gerald shows up. Here's a here's a bowl. You can try to leave it out for him if you'd like. I even wrote his name on it. Bovin's a gentle giant. He would care so much about Miles. So, yeah, I'd take the bowl and <laughs> you try to put it outside. You can't put it outside. There's this big, thick membrane. Oh, like, well, I guess. As soon as you push it, push the the bowl out, it just it starts eating away at the bowl. Okay, let's close this. <laughs> close the door. And I go to my bed. I'm just working. All right. So you spend the night working, and I assume light resting. Right? Yes. And then you go to sleep, and Camilla goes to sleep. Miles, as soon as you are pushed out, you realize how free you are and how hungry you are. And there are things to devour all around you. You see one giant, beastly-looking chicken monstrosity. And before it could even squawk at you, you're snapping its neck and sucking out its innards. And you're moving on to the next one, the next one, the next one. You're getting fat and full. And then you stretch out your big moth wings. Take off into the moonlight, heading toward. So, (laughs) night unfolds today. You guys wake up. Gerald's in the kitchen. Hey guys, um, I decided to make some spider stew. I figured, you know, with the occasion that it'd be appropriate to, uh, I don't know, I just thought it would be funny. And um, I made some, you know, sausages and, and some scones and, um, and, and that recipe that we that you guys shared with me, it was so good. So I decided to make some uh, caramel uh, pastries too. So, you know, please enjoy. <laughs> Ooh, spider, my favorite. <laughs> some delicacy where I come from. It is delicious. Very crunchy. Um, is it salted caramel? Oh, I forgot to add the salt. Um, I'll be right back. <laughs> I might Comes back and start sprinkling salt on the scones, on the pastries. <laughs> Bovin's eating the e- e- eating the spider spider soup. You said, yeah. But he's his eyes keep like darting towards the <laughs> the caramel <laughs> treats, but he knows he's in trouble with Camly. So he's just <laughs> <laughs> you hear an uh, unlocking sound. Unlock, unlock, unlock. A slide, unlock, slide. <laughs> Little head pops out. You see Radisker kind of stare at you, wink. And let me see. Swoops down and swoops back. (laughs) DM Joseph keeps looking at me. (laughs) Oh, what'd you get there, my friend? Little buddy. (laughs) Camly just walks away and grabs a scone. We got to talk about your attitude. You bit me yesterday. (laughs) Shrugs and hands you a scone. (laughs) <laughs> I look at Camly very like like I've done something bad. 
my tail tucks between my legs. <laughs> Does Camlin say anything or do anything? No, she humped and walked away. I, I eat the scone. Yeah, she just looks at you. <laughs> Keeps eating. Oh, this is divine. Yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, salted caramel. Who thought that that would be such a good combination? <laughs> Absolutely delicious, like sweet and savory. I mean, that's like the best ever. Right. <laughs> no, are you still working? Are you with us? No, I've, I've, during this morning, I've repaired Torque fully and recreate him and activate him. Nice. Torque, I will protect you. I won't let this happen to you again. And I'll just reattach him onto my chest. Gerald. Yes? How can I help you? It appears that I'm running very low on this chalk. And I'll just hold him, but uh, like a really small piece of chalk because it's got like one use left. Um, do you know where I could acquire any more of this? Yeah, um, you guys should have got a coin from someone somewhere. I thought uh, Camley's mom or her, the, the, the no mouth guy or no tongue guy gave you guys a coin. Said, yes. uh I have spent one, but I have two remaining and I'll hold two out. Oh no, it's it's a different coin than that. It's 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 got that picture of a I guess he kind of looks like a tiefling, but more of it like a demon tiefling, and it says the amazing Ammon appear already. I do not possess such coin. Huh. One of you should. I I thought Miles had that coin. <laughs> oh. Well, that's not good. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't have the coin. You kind of need that to see me. Um, yeah. Well, use your last one wisely. When we do retrieve the coin, what should we do with it? Uh, well, you just got to find a crossroads. Um, you can make one with an illusion if you want to. I heard some gnome did that one time in another season of the podcast. Um, uh, you probably don't know what a podcast is. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the, the, you just need to find some crossroads. And then once you find a cross, crossroads, you just flip the coin, you say amazing Ammon appear already, and then um, this weird, like, kind of aloof guy that could be a god or could not be a god. No one really clarified that in the first season. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he's supposed to be this all-powerful, all-omnipotent being that also likes to sell, like, black chalk and, and potions. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the potions are absolutely delicious, but be aware that when you take these potions... They're pretty dangerous. But hey, you know, you know, the price is right, so it is what it is. Gerald, Hopefully that's helpful. I did not understand half of what you said. Well, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I do understand. Good. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, double check your bags. Make sure you don't have it somewhere, because I could have sworn one of you guys got it from... From that guy, but if not, you know, you may, may get lucky. Look around in crossroads. Sometimes he likes to bury coins at crossroads. So look around in your crossroad area, maybe in the desert somewhere. You see two roads cross and just dig in the middle. And if you you might get lucky and find a coin, then there you go. Now you have a coin you can summon him. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Thank you, Gerald. Yeah, anytime. Happy to help. Well, you guys heard all that, right? I yeah, I heard it. I'm with you. It didn't make a... He had a lot of stuff going on there. It sounds like if we summon this guy, it comes at a cost, so I'm mm. not too thrilled about it. Well, I mean, it's, he's a merchant. Everything comes at a cost. Nothing's free. You should know that. No, it's true. Um, right. 
Miles is probably dying outside, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. You had another person here, that Miles guy. Yeah, I, you know, it's strange enough, though, I actually got some new cloth that I was really excited to have him try, and he's not here to try. It's uh, bacon cloth. I soaked it in bacon grease. So I was like, you know, if I soak bacon grease in cloth, it's probably really tasty for a moth. Well, he wasn't in any rush to help me and heal me, so I guess we should go outside by now. Um, Last I remember, there were chickens out there, so... Well, did you see... Not any- it. Not going first. Could you see any chickens when you looked out last night, Nine? I could see nothing except the cocoon. Oh. All right. All right. Camly opens the front door. And there's a solidified, hard, tacky substance in front of the door. How much time do we have until the manor disappears? Should be disappearing in three, two, poof. Now you see this giant dome-like thing that you are stuck in. You can't see outside. It's very hard, tacky substance. Oh, so now we're in the cocoon? You're in a very hard, tacky, substance thing. Oh, I figured when the when it disappeared, we'd just be on the outside. You are on the outside. Strained, or are we like... You can no. move around in it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to investigate, if look for a, a weak spot to push out. You can give me an investigation check. Are you going to touch it? Yeah. All right. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. You have a mage hand. Oh, I always forget about that. <laughs> I got 28 on the investigation. Uh, no, there's no weak spot. Okay. Other than maybe digging it from underneath out. Well, I'm sorry, what am I rolling for? Constitution? Constitution. 18. Ooh, it's a good number. You only take four points of necrotic damage. Ooh, don't touch the walls. Kemley, I've instructed you to not touch the cocoon since yesterday. I guess you did. Not enough coffee. We are in a desert. We should try digging. And I'll start digging at the edge. Right where the sand meets the cocoon to see if I can go under it. Yeah, you start digging. You have a spade, don't you? Yes. All right, so you start digging. (laughs) You keep throwing sand and bovin as you float it behind you. Hey, what are you doing? I'm trying to escape. (laughs) (laughs) You're throwing it in my face. Let me help you. The digging. All right, so you guys start digging, and it takes you a long time. Like you're you're getting through, and you're just now starting to see a small form of a tunnel. And this is after two hours of digging. It's hard desert. It's not soft. Can we see any sunlight? Not yet. No, because you're going underneath the the cocoon. It's pretty thick. So yeah. far, you've seen a foot of it. While they're digging, come on, hand, do your magic, and I give the. I give a dagger to my hand and have my hand cut open uh, a way out. A regular dagger or your magical dagger? The rainbow dagger. Sprinkle dagger, dagger. sorry. Oh, yeah. So the sprinkle dagger starts cutting through the membranous material without too much issue. It does take you pretty much at the same time that they're realizing that there's now another foot of it. You've cut out a foot of this thick membranous stuff, but eventually, poop, you see light start coming in this cocoon. There's light! Come on, guys, stop digging. (laughs) Why didn't you do that before? (laughs) We should abandon this futile task, and I'll go back up out of the tunnel. Yeah, so now there's like one little pinhole of light from about an hour of chopping away at this thing. Is there like a... 
is there an exit or is there anywhere? It's like a giant egg. So picture like a half egg mm-hmm. that okay. you're in and you're in this cocoon, cocoon like half egg and she's been digging out of one side and now mm-hmm. there's a pinhole of it. Okay, but there's not like another like another area we can go into or anything like that that we can see? No, just it's, so it's like that, that dome that wizards can summon so it goes like oh, above okay. you. All right, so it's a big dome that you're in and then you're trying to like biodome or whatever. So you try okay. to dig underneath the dome, realize that it's a really, really thick dome. Yeah. And now Camly was digging or using her sprinkle dagger and she was actually able to break through it. Do we see anything inside of the dome? My last question. Dirt. Just dirt. Dirt and rocks. Yeah, my investigation oh, okay. set found nothing. Miles' spear. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. His spear? Yeah, it, nothing stays in the manor. Oh, in the dome we found it. Do yeah. we see Miles? Do we see... No, just, no. just the spear. Nope. I pick up the spear. Yeah. Everyone, stand back. And I'll go to the far edge of the dome, opposite of the sunlight pinhole. Okay. I'll pull out my crossbow. I will fire a shot right at the pinhole. My crossbow's magical, right? Yep. Yes. So you fire it. I'm not going to make you roll for it. You fire it without any issue, and then now there's a nice little... Golf ball size hole. Georgia, are you there? Camel looks down at her bread knife. It's dead quiet. Oh, damn it. It's hoping his good thing would crush the bad thing of the egg. This appears to be working. I shall continue. So another five minutes goes by, especially with the crossbow. It's got a huge amount of magical bolt energy. Eventually, you break through and there's a door. Way kind of deal, right? So you got like this this archway that you can look through. And now as you're looking out into the desert and a blast of heat hits you, because you guys have been doing this for a little while now. It's now probably 11 o'clock in the world, but it's desert. So the sun is just now starting to get to the rise and you you can start smelling the cooking smell of uh, decaying flesh. And you start looking and you just see cocoon after cocoon after cocoon after cocoon. Sometimes you see a wing sticking out of the cocoon. Sometimes you see a beak sticking out of the cocoon. And it just goes for miles and miles and miles and miles of the desert. Just littered, spotted, just like little black spots. The beginning you see all these cocoons of these, you know, death chickens um, trapped in these cocoons and it just goes forever as far as you can see. And in the distance it's just like black spots for you. Because you can see so far, it's just miles and miles of cocoons, Bobin. So, whoa! Hey, all the chickens are gone. How about that? It appears that Miles has been busy throughout the night. Maybe he's satiated now. Why would he make cocoons? Well, maybe because you know his babies are turning to—I don't know—stones. Maybe he's taking out aggression. I don't know. Is doesn't Camly sniffs in the air for how do I describe it? For just something like a dark or smells like death. Yeah, evil kind just of smells like death. Okay, decayed flesh now cooking in the sun. I step out of the big dome. Yep. I look for Miles or his trident or you see tracks all around. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are eight sets of tracks, look like legs of a spider, and then you see them disappear for a second and then land, and then there's eight sets of tracks, and then there's a cocoon, and then disappears for a second, and then a landing spot, eight sets of tracks, another cocoon, and you just see that scattered all throughout the desert. 
There's thousands of cocoons, thousands. You can't count that high, but yes. Many, many, many cocoons. There's at least 10 cocoons. <laughs> there appears to be more than that, Boven. Do you see tracks? Uh, all over the place. It's kind of hard to read. I oh, suggest so we-, we just kind of, I guess, wander and see what we can discover. We should follow the trail of cocoons. Oh, right. Huh. It might lead to miles. I start heading in the direction of the where the like. Yeah, so you guys start heading in the direction of this long trail of cocoons. As you're passing by the cocoons, you know some are short, some are uh, tall. All of them have like this smell of liquefied flesh, like this acrid, like liquefied flesh. Like the cocoon was part of the digestive process of whatever this thing is. So as you guys keep passing more and more of these, you can just smell like this horrific liquefied smell of like it's like an acidic sulfuric smell a couple of the cocoons are slightly they move a little bit like they're jolting after the effect just kind of twitching so the cocoons move a little bit probably makes you jolt especially you Bowen you see is it alive yeah don't get near the ones that are moving no I don't want to I didn't think it would do that and you guys make your way and it takes you another couple more hours and now the sun is starting to beat down on you Nine grabs his umbrella and gives you guys some shade and eventually you get to the spot where the cocoons stop and now it's just miles and miles of rolling desert should we burn these cocoons that would take approximately three weeks to burn all the cocoons never mind there are thousands what's a thousand big number oh <laughs> <laughs> Bovin, do you spot any tracks I look for tracks, any sign of miles. Now you just see one final set of tracks. Now they're bigger too now. Like you've noticed as they've been eating, this thing has been eating, like the the feet are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this very large like body rests on where the last cocoon was. And then you just see the upward motion of something moving up and then there's no more tracks to be seen. So I saw something move. Well, you saw, like, as you're reading the tracks, you're seeing the this big thing getting bigger and bigger as it's going through. You can tell it And this large up. body yeah. was laying down flat on the ground, and then there's, like, a sweeping motion of, of all of the tracks in the sand. Like, it was pushed up somehow, mimicking some sort of flight. It mimic looks like it maybe took off into the air. What direction are the tracks facing? Do I know which direction they're facing? They are... I don't know. Let's see. Give me a survival check. Let's see if you notice which... I've never seen this creature before. 19. East. Seems like they're heading east. I guess we should go east then. All right. I leave the charge and head east. So you guys make your way. Missing miles already and the wonderful horses that made travel so much easier as you're slowly making your way back and forth through all of these dunes. And eventually you get to the spot where you see six giant scorpions and they seem to be surrounding something. You're the only one that sees this, Bobin. You guys just see nothing. We're continuing to walk, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a scuffle up ahead. Ready your weapons. What uh, kind of scuffle? There's scorpions. They're surrounding what? I'm something. I'm not fighting scorpions. Why not? Have you seen my size? There are Th- far worse creatures. <laughs> we just passed them along the way. How big are they? I just start running towards the scorpions. Oh. <laughs> 
And as you start running a little bit closer and one of the scorpions moves out of the way, you see, we'll find out next time. Oh, lame. Damn it. Huh. What do you want to name it? Just cocoons. Just cocoon? Just cocoons. (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that word so much in my entire life. Except for that movie way back then. Right? All right, cocoons is fine. No, Just Cocoons is the title. Just (laughs) Cocoons? All right, that's fine. All right, Just Cocoons it is. All right, Felicity. You should head over to our website, alld20.com, and check it out. We have our Patreon link there. We've got some great tiers. Um, Go ahead and sign up and help support the show. And uh, you can also hear the Patreon content that we share after this. You'll also find our social media links. And speaking of social media, you can find me on Instagram at aldi20 underscore Felicity M. And Jeremy? You can find me on Instagram at magthar. And Carl? On Instagram at nine underscore tries. Josh? Under Count Joshua on Twitch and also Instagram. Joseph? You can find me at aldi20 underscore Joseph or Joseph underscore aldi20. One may or may not be a mimic. So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We're starting the new year right. There's a whole bunch of really cool stuff that uh, we're going to be unfolding. And we're going to be talking about some really interesting things in the Patreon-only content. As Felicity said, it's probably worth it for you to go check that out. Our patrons are growing. Uh, we're giving away more things. We're sending, you know, autographed thank you cards. We're sending a whole bunch of different stuff to people to say thank you. And we just really appreciate, you know, everything that you guys are doing as listeners and our patrons that are helping us support this project. As this project gets more and more advanced, uh, as you guys could hear from the audio uh, from the previous episode, and most likely from this one as well, that we are working on trying to make this the best production uh, for your ear hole as we possibly can. So without further ado... Game, Game on. on. And now for patron-only content. Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost Why wish... Why you got to run in there?